Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in to the Garage Cast. Uh, today's today's host is Donna Kilgore, owner operator, <laughs> uh, owner operator of D Style Glamour Lounge. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. That's how official it is. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> um, so uh, I know Donna through my uh, she's my sister-in-law. I keep bringing family on here, which I think whatever it's fine. I got an interesting family, so what? But um, I wanted to get into your uh, to your salon, not not just that alone, but uh, like when did you start? You know, how did you start that kind of thing? Why did you why do you have your own salon? But don't you work for somebody? So if you could just tell us a little bit about that, how long of uh, how long have you been doing hair for now? I have with, been doing without hair giving for, away your age. Let me see. <laughs> I've been doing hair for almost thirty years. Really? Yeah, since eighty five. Wow. So um. So you kind of work through, uh, I guess, the step going to school and trying to figuring out uh, what your uh, environment was going to be. Yeah, I took um, cosmetology at uh, in, in high school. Right. So as a block class and got my license before I graduated from high school. So you were already kind of ahead of the curve. Did you back then? Back then, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Back then, did you were you already kind of set up for a job outside of high school, or did you still have to kind of go out and I don't know how it works in cosmetology? Do you apply for it, or is it word of mouth? Yeah, you have to go out and apply for a job, but I always wanted to do hair, right. and I so I took cosmetology, but then I got a scholarship to go to college, so right. I ended up going to college, and I kind of stopped doing hair. Right. So after that, I came home. And I worked, I had a pretty good job, yep. didn't like it. And so I started doing hair again and started making money. Now, um, you started, you say you started doing hair. Was that, so was it good that you didn't like the job or you didn't like the work? You didn't like your boss? No, you know what? I liked everybody that was at the job, but right. I didn't like working for somebody else. Okay. So I kind of like coming and going how I like coming and going. Right, a little bit more control over your uh, over your destiny, essentially. Yeah. So was it, but you you said you did it in high school. So was that the first thing you went to? You said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting this job. I'm going, I know I can make, I don't know how much you charge, $50 a head <laughs> or whatever. I don't know women's prices, but I know I can, if I can get uh, three heads a day, That'll put me at X amount of dollars per week, and I can live off that, even if it's a pay cut. Or did you really? Were you really unsure? But you kind of fell back to what you knew. Yeah, I was unsure, and I went back to what I knew because I wanted to do hair. Right. I just didn't. I didn't really think of it as I can make this amount of money and but you know, just make a, it. Yeah, because I was still living at home. Right, right. And so as I was doing hair and started making more, that's when I moved out. Right. So it was pretty easy. Yeah. So you you just went to another shop? Uh, yeah. I, oh, I went to a lot of shops. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was at a lot of shops. I had oh, maybe thirteen salons that I went to. Right. And so uh, they all had a little something different. Right. Didn't quite work right. And so I went to Terrains, which um, my uh. A friend of mine, Drake, he owned the salon, and I just ran a, he, it was a barbershop hair salon, so okay. he ran a barbershop, and I ran a hair salon. Right. So, that worked out pretty good. I stayed there for like 15 years. Okay. So. So, uh, what really, 
I mean, without naming names or specific things, what really got you to say, well, at whatever age or however many years in, what made you say, well, I want to open my own shop? Was it more of that freedom to come and go as you please, not having a boss and or you calling the shot saying, you know, I'm going to close this week because I feel like closing this week? Mm, you know, at, at the salon I was in before I came to my own, to mine's was, it was okay. He, right. You know, I kind of ran it how I wanted to run it, but yeah. I just kind of wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. And um, that's, I, I see it in my profession, which we'll leave nameless. But if anybody listens, no. At a certain, even, I'm 37, so even at an age, you kind of go, if I'm going to work for somebody, I, they're just overall in charge, but I run it. But if they get too, if they get to be too much in your business, to become the micromanager too much, yeah, it feels like at that point you have to go. I'm kind of at that at, at that point at 37 looking to go, I'm ready to be done at 20 years and just come back home and do whatever. So um, I see where I see where doing hair, being a cosmetologist, you're kind of a, not a, what is it, not, not a free agent. but Freelancer. You, yeah, because you have a definitive skill. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I've been getting my hair cut for 28 years, knowingly, <laughs> going to the shop, paying the guy, <laughs> tipping him. I still can't cut hair. I get a one blade all the way across. So was that, is that always in the back of your mind to say, not that this place isn't good enough, but kind of, I know I can, I can take this skill to my basement, to my kitchen and be in a better situation. Or did you like the environment of a salon? That's why you kind of kept going to them. I did. I did like the environment of a salon, just like it's a team. Yeah. Everybody that works in there. So you're kind of like a team, but um, I never thought about, coming into a house, you know, a home right. and putting a salon in a basement. That, that, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So that's a little bit different um, because I can't, nobody's in there with me. Yeah. So it's just me, but I love it. I love it. So <laughs> I should have did it years ago. Right. So um, <laughs> so if you could have done it years ago, what would you have started in the basement or at your house? Or would you have bought, went to a, uh, a storefront? No, you know, you, know you, need to st- you need to start in a salon. I started in the mall. Right. So it's easy to build a clientele. Yeah, exactly. Right. So once you build your clientele, usually that's what girls do. They start in the mall, right. build their clientele, and then just leave. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's true. Remind me to never open a salon. <laughs> <laughs> so you build your clientele, and then you just move into a, I guess, a booth rental space. Right. So there, there they're taking commission, and right. you're working on commission, and then you move into a booth rent place. So um, would you – yeah, would you, you didn't answer my question, did you? Oh, what was it? What? Would you, is that what you would have done if, uh, if you started your own thing years ago? Um, no, I think I still would have went into a salon first. Yeah, yeah I still would have went to a salon first because – just kind of learning the ins and outs and the little, you know, things going on. Yeah, because I guess uh, you were never on the business side. Not you at always first. Just kind of, you know, this is this is how many people you have, and mm-hmm. and that's that. You and you didn't even book your appointment, so really, yeah. When really? you're in a salon, yeah, that you work in a mall, they book your appointments. Wow. So you just come in and. I thought you would at least book them uh, between. I you, wish nine I and would five. have. Right. No. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. how, how long have you uh, had D-Style Glamour Lounge? I've had the Glamour Lounge for seven years. Really? It may have been seven yes, years. Yes, it was. No. Yes. It don't seem like seven I years. I know. 
It's a long time. So, oh, anything that you learned or uh, or would change if you could go back seven years? Yeah, I think I would probably be a little more aggressive. You know, right. do it. Um, I guess a little differently. Put things in the salon to sell. Um, right, right, right. You know, just kind of keep up with it and not just let it go. Almost like a, almost like a grocery store. Mm-hmm. If a grocery store only sold potatoes, that's okay, that's fine, but they got bubble gum and, and, and flowers now, cakes and all that stuff too. Um, do you ever think, you ever think about if you could, uh, if you could start it over, would you have gone from A to Z, like open a shop and almost wholesale everything from hair to the purses to everything? Or is you that a bit too much for one person? It's not too much for one person if they want to do that. Yeah. That wasn't my idea. Right. You know, and selling hair is just now really becoming a big thing because everybody's wearing hair. Right, right. So, what? yes, yes, everybody's wearing I hair. I thought people always wore hair. Yeah, but no, not like they are now. It's bigger now. Yes, it's much bigger. I've been out the game a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's much bigger now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I um, I flip through Instagram sometimes, and that's that's uh, I just saw this one. I can't remember the shop. Nobody will know it, but they were talking about they now sell hair. I'm thinking, why? Okay, and but I guess the shop, they're kind of they'll sell it to they'll sell hair, and they can go on about and get it put in with somebody else, or they can sell hair there and get it put in by the stylist yeah you know at first it, it was a lock on the hair because you know koreans only got the hair oh yeah and yeah. they wouldn't let you in you know you couldn't the mafia yes <laughs> <laughs> Man. the hair mafia they would not let you uh try to buy hair really and, yes so so you would try to go buy it in bulk or something and mm-hmm. they'd be like nah, yeah you would try pack. to buy it in bulk and no they would try to sell it to you what they sell it to you is by pound and just a certain color. Really? So you had to buy a lot of hair. And it's always a color nobody wants anywhere. Right? Yeah, so, you know, working that way, mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, but now you can just order it, so. I guess, yeah, it is 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's a pretty good setup. Yeah. I just always wondered um, if I, I don't have my own business, but if I did, how far would I go how far would I go to maximize that window? Because you only have a, so much, you know, a window so big just because either you're so old, you have so much capital or whatever is going on. Like me, I got a, a newborn. There's only so much time I can dedicate to that. But I figured if, if I were to open a business or start something, how far would I go? Would I, you know, would I sell cups? So I'm selling cups. Well, so would I skip over <laughs> Dole and go somewhere deeper to get the cups now with my logo on them? You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. would I just go, nah, I'll just I, sell I guess it depends on how motivated you are, how determined you are, yeah, and on how far you'll go. It takes a lot of time uh, talking, to, uh, talking to my wife, Desiree. I was talking to you before. She mm-hmm. stays up till midnight easily, easily four or five days a week. But she kind of gets out of that what she puts in, and to her, staying up till midnight does it. Yeah, so, but you, you know, your team, you have to be a team. So, you know, she sells. Yeah. So you have to take care of the kids and do that so she can stay up till 12. Yeah, and that was a big shift. At first, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it this first month, and the house kind of just went to nothing. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But eventually it kind of made sense. Okay, now I come home, I make sure the dishes done, make sure the kids are squared up, you know, all this kind of stuff. So <clears throat> I guess um, I guess what I'm saying is, is this, is D-Style, is that it for you? I don't you gonna... think so. I'm trying to, you know, I have a son. He's a young son, so right. trying to get him in school. Well, he's in school, but I hope so. get him <laughs> get him going good and get his grades right. And so it's just it's a pull. Yeah. You know, you so yep. yeah, just trying to balance it out and then I'll come back and do whatever's next. Right. So. You ever think about uh I guess I don't know how, but bringing him into the business somehow? My son? Yeah. I mean, not now, he's pretty young. <laughs> but if he if you're still if you still have your own shop, you know, I guess in not ten years, in seven years, right? Think about bringing him in, and even even anything from him picking up hair or picking up supplies or anything to kind of get him on that side, because I I know it's hard, it's difficult to say, listen, kid, son, daughter, whatever, <laughs> you need to know this. But if you slowly, it's just like chores. Just, mm-hmm. If you slowly get them making their bed every week, washing the dishes every week, by the time they're older, they start to see a pattern and they start to see that. Um, they start to see that that stuff is useful now because now mommy's sick or daddy's sick or whatever it is, they have to take care of it. You ever think about doing that with him, kind of bringing them in slowly? I I do. I think about it, but I don't think that's where his interest is. So it's kind of like yeah, yeah. I, I just have to wait and see. Yeah. You know, he cleans up and, you know, does that stuff, but I have to wait and see. Right. and It may be, um, if you didn't, nobody knew this, me and my brother had a grass cutting business back in 92. <laughs> I don't know, it was a while ago. I didn't understand it at all. All I knew was, okay, we have to go over here and cut this. We got to do five lawns today. All right. I didn't understand calculating gas money, calculating gas for the lawnmowers, maintenance, any of that stuff. But uh, it was too late now. Now I see, I go, oh, that's that's kind of how capital works in business. That's how you build it up. But um I can understand it. I don't think any kid wants to, it's, it's hard to get a kid to learn unless it is fun, unless mm-hmm. you make it a game, unless it's, I guess if you had a shop, like, a, you know, three, four people, son comes in, be sweeping up barber hair, you know, that'd be uh-huh. different. And then, yeah. uh, you know, over time, the kid, he may, he may not say, I want to be a barber or a stylist. They may say, I want to own a shop. But yeah, you, it's, it's pretty hard to kind of force feed that uh, into anybody, let alone a kid. But I, I, I do say I do think the more that you surround these people or whoever it is, friends, family, whatever it is, the more you surround them with certain things, it rubs off. Mm-hmm. My mother used to call it uh, cognitive knowledge. And you don't understand it until you sit back and look and you go, right. you know, for whatever reason. My father used to work on cars all the time. Mm-hmm. He, but he always had cars that broke down, too. <laughs> but he used to work on cars all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> he's... <laughs> He's always, you know, uh, jerry-rigging mufflers and changing the oil and just doing things. And I didn't notice it back then, but I started, as I got older and I'm under cars, I'm going, why do I know? I'm, I didn't know a lot, but I would go, well, that's familiar and that's familiar. It's just because he would always have me out there with him, kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, hand me this tool or do that. So I think uh, I think it's it's rare that you're in a position 
to be able to pass on your business or your legacy to a family member, mm-hmm. you know? So I uh, look at, even for me, I don't have a business. I have this podcast, right? But the older people get, you kind of rope them in and say, well, here, hook, plug this up and, and come over here and do that. And hopefully it sparks something in them. That's my only concern about um, having, not having, not being your own boss. Right. You know? And schools teach you what just go work, get a degree, get good grades, get a degree, go work for somebody. Go it's work rare. For somebody. It's rare mm-hmm. they'll ever they ever say. But it's good things to that too. Yeah, I do believe. Yeah. Particularly like a salon or a restaurant, you almost have to work. You almost have to be the lowest person on the totem pole to understand how to treat that person lowest on the totem pole, and also. Right. To learn the ins and outs before you, I don't know, if you, if you got a thousand dollars, to take your money, just dump it in and cross your fingers. So mm-hmm. some of it. Uh, some yeah, not work and you don't get paid. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's that's a big thing. When yeah. you don't work, you don't get paid. Right. If you, uh, and there's, it, having a boss isn't the worst thing, but I think some people kind of get caught under that. Because mm-hmm. I ask people, people that I work with, I always ask them, I go is is and they can retire from there. I go is this it for you? Like what do you mean? I go is well you know after you retire or next year or whatever, is this all you want to do? And they rarely have an idea about what they want to do because you don't think about it. I was asking. I asked another. This was years ago. Now, I said if you got fired right now today, what could you do if anything? Dishwasher, shoe shiner, if anything, what could you do? to earn an income where you'd be happy, you know, because it's something that you can do. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that. They really, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. It's just, if you never, if you never had to, you know, cook your own food, you never think about cooking food. You all right, I'm tangled up here. You wrapped up. <laughs> you got, how you get wrapped up sitting know. here? <laughs> huh, pull, pull us up here. Oh, I'm gonna okay. wrapped all up. Right. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm thinking she gonna be the one up there getting tangled up and everything. Um, but yeah, that uh, owning your own business or sometimes work for somebody definitely gives you a different perspective on uh, on what on what you can be and what you kind of opens your mind. Either hopefully either way, because some people have started their own businesses too much. My family, I'm not getting enough family time, or I don't know as much as I thought I knew, and mm-hmm. and they you know sell it back or whatever it is, get it, get out of that situation. So, yeah, it's to, if you're determined, if you're determined. Yeah. You have to have a little determination to make it all come to fruition. Yeah. Do you to go back to um the whole uh, buying hair kind of thing? Do you think that? Do you think that's a good thing? Mm-hmm. You know if. You know, if people yeah, it's a good thing. Um, any you know, making money is a good thing. So, right. you know, if you uh, get your little niche or get a good wholesaler, buy your hair from them, and you could buy it, do it. Right. And right. so it's it's a good thing. So looking at speaking of hair, when it comes to because you do you you do all African American hair, don't you? Pretty much. Right. Yes. So when it comes to that, is there like my daughter, right? She's she's mixed. Mm-hmm. She ain't one hundred percent. I'm light skinned too, but she's not one hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to that kind of stuff, do you notice that most uh, beauticians or cosmetologists? I don't know the term <laughs> for it. 
Do you find that most of those people only deal with this type of hair? So when she when she turns, I don't know, fifteen, whatever. I don't know when she goes. I don't want to get her hair. Whenever she goes in there, are they gonna really kind of look at her strange? I don't do that hair. Or can you use the same relaxers and whatever on all hair? No, uh, uh-uh. you can't use the same products on all hair because. It's, you know, different hair types, different textures. Right. You use different products. But, um, you know, yeah, you know, like in the Caucasian salons, they're getting weaves too. So. Yeah, yeah. Always, but you just put them in a little bit different. I so. always, always heard they were the first. Oh, yeah. This well, is back, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is back yeah. in the 90s, like, you know, <laughs> black, black lady getting their nails done, white folk doing it forever. I just, I don't know, I, was, I didn't know nothing back then. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I always wondered that. I mean, I figured that. But so is it? I don't know enough about a hair. <laughs> so let's say you get uh, a perm, right? Okay. Is there are there different levels? Like, yeah, it's mild, medium, and super. But usually everybody can use a medium. You don't have to go super, super if you don't. You know, you don't really need to use super. So you couldn't use. I think what was that one? You're just for me. You couldn't use it just for me, super or whatever, on her because she has different hair, or would is she in the in the same category? Do you have to break out the secret box <laughs> only when curly hairs come in? No, you don't have to break out a secret box, but I wouldn't use it just for me. No, I mean no. that was an example. So yeah, I, I think know. Of else. Yeah, she. Um, yeah. You have to. She can use the same relaxers that we do. You know, for her hair because right. it's curly. Yeah, I guess so. And you just want to pull out some of the curl, right? I think it's I think it's that stuff she got put in there. <laughs> it is. I I guess it's curly. I don't See. know. Got LG in the house. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> I think he needs a special tonic from uh, I don't know. <laughs> Was that the 40s My or whatever? Secret tonic. Yeah. <laughs> Just rub it in. I, I swear. Your hair will grow in a week. And then you dash off on your daggone uh, horse and buggy. Um, so let's get into uh, more about, I guess, hair stuff, right? So what if what you have a skill? Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. You can you can take you can sculpt hair into whatever, <laughs> hopefully whatever the customer wants. Okay. So what's your advice for people that can't do it themselves? Find a certified stylist and go see her. That's it. Yes, because if you can't do it yourself, you need somebody to help you. So if they're messing up, leaving the perm oh. in too long, burning all that stuff. Yes, using the wrong comb. relaxer. Yeah, burning up your ears. Right. All of that. Right. <laughs> It, did you uh, in high school and I guess you know through the years? Do you see that happen a lot where people because people come in hair halfway done and go fix this because I messed it up? Or is mm-hmm. that is that mm-hmm. a common story? That's a common story. Uh huh. Yeah, it still happens. Have you ever been stumped? Like I don't know. I don't know what this lady did with this stuff, but I'm gonna try. X, Y, and Z. It's, it's <laughs> been a few times, yeah. And, you know, you have to kind of try to figure out what happened. Right. And then bring your way back. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, people come in and you have to, like, all right, I'm going to get it to this point, and then next week you're going to have to come back so I can get it all Yeah, the way. you tell them, and they'll, like, just say, for instance, they go somewhere and their hair falls out. Right. And they'll come to you. The hair fall out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something will happen, you know, their hair will fall out. Does it grow back? 
Well, yes. Hair. Well, no, I mean, because. <laughs> yeah, it grows back, yes. Because there's a, a, now I'm being insensitive, there's some condition where people's hair will fall That's out. That's alopecia. Right. But, but alopecia, this just, your hair grows back, too. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, go on. But it, it'll fall out as well. I don't know much about hair. <laughs> All right. So, uh, like, so people come to you with patches? And you just kind of well, if comb they come, it over. If they have alopecia, you just kind of have to explain to them what's going on and how it's falling, why it's falling out. Right. And, you know, so <clears throat> you have to, you know, you just have to tell them, you know, uh, you have to use certain products on right. their hair to, to stimulate the scalp you and get gotta, it to grow on back. reboot it in a way. Kinda. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I have, uh, what is this, Pseudofoliocus barbe, whatever it is. The ingrown hair. That's what. That's what. I'll go to the doctor. That's why I don't shave. I'll go to the doctor. I can say, "Oh man, I gotta get bumps." Blah blah blah. He gave me this daggone twenty-letter word, and I'm just like, "You mean ingrown hair?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah, 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 yeah. I said, All right. So why don't you just say that in the first place? But uh, for something that's so common, I guess in men and women, um, sometimes the uh, the the solution is pretty simple. It is. It's, it's, sometimes it is. it's, I can only assume sometimes for, for women that come in, they say, I have these hair problems. What do I do with it? Some it's Sometimes it's just wash it, you know, every other day or whatever, and just let it grow for a week. It grow out, and then, we can, then you come back. There's nothing I can really do aside from, you know, washing it. Shampooing it and Shampooing giving them, <laughs> and giving them conditioning treatments right. and, you know, some growth oil and, and see how it works out. Right. So, um, with uh, with you having, I'm jumping all over the place. <laughs> with you having your own shop, is there anything that you would suggest to people that hear this today to that they want to start their own shop or salon? Um, I would suggest if you have a, you have to have a good clientele so you can pay your bills. Right. There's no other way to get around that so have a good clientele um come up with a plan right find your place and uh set it up and get going now is uh when you depending right if you leave say you leave a shop Mm -hmm. to start your own Mm -hmm. is it always on bad terms or is it kind of just like well yeah they've been working for me for 15 years and it's kind of i I assume they were going to leave or do shops kind of hold grudges in general Um, it just depends on how you leave. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I've ever left a salon that didn't know where I'm going or what happened or, right. you know, whatever. You just kind of say, well, I'm not going to be here next week. And Next week? Yeah. Sometimes it's next week. You ain't going to tell them a month out or nothing? It depends. Wow. <laughs> it depends because you know how people, people are people. But it's so. all on good terms. Next week. <laughs> next week. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was uh, – I'll talk like I was saying. The last one I did was with uh, with my wife. She has her own clothing. Well, she doesn't have her own clothing line. She pushes her own, sells her own clothing line. She bought into a company, and that's always on my mind. Is I think whether it's starting a salon, whether you're gonna uh, sell chicken wings, or you sell pretzels, if you there's usually some basic principles behind starting your own business. Did you ever have a Did you have a plan, or was it, or did you have an idea? Of what you wanted to do, or did you have enough clientele? You kind of said, "I'm uprooting. I'm gonna come over here. I know I can get this many people to come through here." You know, I had a, 
I didn't really have a plan. I just was doing hair. I was stayed in a salon for a long time because I really liked it. You right, know, we right. all got along. It was good. I saw and then, you know, <laughs> Barbershop three, whatever it is, four, whatever one that came out. Uh, you know how um, it's always something happens in yeah. every salon. It, it doesn't matter. Something happened, and we all had to kind of separate. So I separated and went to another salon, mm-hmm. and that did work out. Went to another salon. And so then I just said, you know, I'm going to have to do my own thing. After so many kind of, mm-hmm. so many, I guess, strikes. Whatever you want to call them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, when I, when it's all said and done, and I'm not ending this by any means. We've only been on here 30 minutes. After, after, after it's all said and done, what do you want to do with the shop, with D-Style? Do you want to, if you could, in, in the best, best situation, best circumstances, would you ever kind of uh, – get some people working under you and kind of sit back and then you be the boss? Well, it's kind of different being in your house because you can't have anybody working for you. Right, that's what I mean. The, the best best circumstances, the, you miraculously get some <laughs> uncle, whatever, <laughs> Uncle Brewster, you know, <laughs> drop you some money, whatever. Do you would you see yourself still hanging in the in the uh, hair yeah, business? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll be doing hair at some level. Yeah? Yeah, I would. I probably wouldn't add any more customers, but right. I would just keep the ones that I had. Have some folk work for you? Mm, doing something. I don't know what. Right. But if I was No stylists. Yeah, I wouldn't have any stylists. So no. you, would, you wouldn't Mm-mm. open another shop? Mm-mm. Would you do a, uh, you said you worked with a barber shop? Would you mm-hmm. do something like that? I might have a barber shop, but I wouldn't have another hair salon. No. Mm-hmm. So if, I don't know if you know, what's the biggest difference between the, the I guess, the barber and then the cosmetologist? stylist. Stylist, yeah. Technically, there's no difference because a barber can do everything a stylist can do. Because they learn that on in the school, right? Star. Yeah, it's, they do. Yeah. But they don't do it. Yeah, So, yeah. you know, um, but you know what? As far as uh, barber cutting, I can't, Cut hair. I could cut hair in a salon like a barber, but I couldn't go work in a barber shop without going back to school. What? Yes, we have to go back to school for but, I think what eight hundred hours or five hundred hours. But in school, you learn it all, right? But then I guess when you get to a certain point, you pick your major. I guess. Well, no, it's either you go to barber school or hair school. But you a barber will learn how to put a perm in a curl hair. Is it like a course? Like this week, this is what we're covering? And right. then we're going back to phase and, and, and tapers? Because um, I you, don't know. You, you learn it all. Right. So I guess uh, technically one week, I don't I don't know if they actually learn how to use the curlers and curl hair, yeah. but it's a chapter in the book and they'll read about <laughs> it. Right, right. And then, you know, you go on and go to the next chapter, but they're huh. mostly just cutting. Right. Yeah, cause I when I uh, this is years ago now. I used to go to Pleasant Ridge down here, and they tore it down now. But it was like Pleasant Ridge, and I think it was called Moeller Hair mm-hmm. School. It was right next to it, and I used to always see people. I used to go in and get my hair cut sometimes after mm-hmm. school. But uh, I just always wondered that could is it interchangeable? But I guess not. No. no. So let's say so if you did have this shop, okay, and you, it's a barber shop, and then you still doing heads, but you own the shop. Mm-hmm. Is that where we, is that where you would stop, or would you do things like 
get into accessories, hairs, and all this stuff? Or would you kind of kind of just go, nah, I'm good. I'll just come in and make sure all the seats are filled and my checks That's in the That's what land. I would do. I would come in, check, make sure everybody was good. Yeah. And uh, leave. <laughs> yes. Right. But, you know, it's because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You kind of. <laughs> yeah. Guess you kinda, and then you said, you said, what, 15, 13 shops? 13 shops. Yeah, I guess you can kind of get burned out. Yeah. Shop hopping. Not that that's a thing, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yeah, you do. You shop hop. Yeah. That ain't right. <laughs> but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to be happy, right? Right. Um, so I don't think I have any more questions. Oh, you don't? We're don't finished? So. We don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> that one went kind of fast. It did. <laughs> Um, uh, y'all got any questions? I got comments. Uh-oh. When she's talking about beauty shops, right. most women will follow their beautician right. wherever she goes. Okay. Most men will not necessarily do that. Yeah. Most guys figure he can cut hair, he can cut hair. So I'm going to go to one that may be in the area if that guy leaves, right. I may go to somebody else in that shop. Yeah. It, you think that's a um, cause I'm not religious, no. I'm, but you think that's a spiritual thing? Cause you have a connection with that person. Like I will, I'm in a similar situation. The barber that I go to now, the first time he cut my hair, it was like he's been cutting it for 20 years. So I said I'm going to this guy, and everybody else, I literally have a second, third, and fourth in the shop. But uh, with women, is it that? And, and with that barber, I talked to him about certain things. I think I've told him I have a daughter. Like some things, is it that kind of connection? Because you can go sit in a, sit in a chair with your stylist, and you can. It's like she's a, a, a therapist. She knows exactly what you want. You kind of is it that connection, or is it just you don't want to have to experiment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, y'all got days? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about y'all hair salon. Like when I switched my days because when my job had to switch my days, it felt weird. Yeah, you feel like I'm the outsider. Yeah. I'm used to seeing Miss Brenda. I'm used to seeing Annalisa, and we, you know, powwow and then going about our really? That was part of my Saturday. <laughs> Mate. But it's also yeah. about trust. It's, it's Yeah, and I think maybe. I can go to, I can go to Donna. And I never, I can't remember the last time I said how I want my hair done. Right. She doesn't even ask me anymore because I always say, well, I'm about to wear it to work. Right. She's a professional. I don't care. And she's creative in her lane. Have at it. This is your artwork. And not <laughs> yet. But I can't do that with somebody else. So I'd be like, nah, just, just wrap it and we can do it. I've, see, I've done that with a new barber. But mm-hmm. I need a haircut. I don't know anybody. I'll go in there and I'll tell them. I said, give me a number one all around, <laughs> trim me up in the back, and I'm good. Is that, that's all you want? I said, yeah, that's all I want, man. That's good. Because I've been burned like that. I will, and I, this, I, this, I don't want to sound racist, but I'll go to a cat and a certain person, and I'll look at them, and number six, and I'll go up, and all right. And they don't look like they can cut my hair. <laughs> and I've asked them, I say, hey, dude, can you, can you fade? Can you know? And they all, every single time, 
And I think it may just be a stylist thing, a barber's thing. Yeah, I can do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I've had my hair messed up more than <laughs> once. And I'm, and mm-hmm. my perspective would be, I would say, I'm not real comfortable. I can even you up and you can be clean, but fading, I'm not real comfortable with that. As, right. a, as a customer, I would go, okay, cool. All right. I'd rather have that than right. thinking I'm going to be clean, fresh to death, <laughs> and I'm hairline all messed up, you know. Uh, but for women, you guys weigh heavily on your hair. There's hairstyles. I've oh, had a yeah. fade for the last 23 years. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm 16. I remember I had a box. <laughs> I did. I had a box and I had a little afro in the 90s. But I've had the exact same hair fade, the hairstyle for decades. I think one is simple. And two is just I'm not a maintenance guy. Oh, all the time. Right. So now I'm into the wigs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just, but I still come. Yeah. 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 You know, so you gotta cut the wigs. You know, you gotta look at the style, that style. Right. So sometimes she just tells me to kick out a wig. <laughs> right. Right. Meet like, me at the hair. At, at the, the hair, hair store. store. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a trust thing too, because you wouldn't be able to go to I don't know Tanisha, whatever, because you wouldn't know. A basic do. Now, in the maybe you can speak to this too. In the same shop, for whatever reason, would that other stylist be offended knowing that you're Donna's client, but Donna's on vacation in the Poconos, she's not gonna be in. Would they be offended, or is it just like I can do hair just as good as Donna on average? I think most of the time you are, you know the hairstylist in the mm-hmm. right, and so you sort of know which one that you would go to if Donna's not there. And I yeah. think they respect each other, knowing I'm only doing you because Donna's out of the shop. Right, right. And then Donna will tell you who would go. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Donna can have ten people come in her shop. Right. And everybody will look different. Oh, unique. unique. Right. Right. Because when you go to her, I know she's gonna do good hair care. Yes. There's some extensions that don't do hair care. Right. They just do the hair. Yeah, you're kind of. And she knows if my hair, if it it curls tight. Right. Or it's loose. If she put little rollers in, I'm gonna look like Annie Oakley. Right. Because my hair has. <laughs> Right. But it's that trust that you build up. Mm-hmm. No matter where she goes, if she went to, took me an hour to get there, I would probably still go to Really? Her. Yes, because she knows how to take care of my hair. Yeah. And and everybody doesn't doesn't do that. Right. You know, and like I come in and I'll say, oh, I feel like this today. Mm-hmm. Say, okay. Right. Not one of these people, if she wants to try something, I'm you game, huh? Yeah, I'm not one. That, oh no, I can't try. I've had just numerous different our hands or her candy. Right. <laughs> so it, it's it's a big trust because she keeps up with what's going on. Right. And she'll tell you, oh no, that's not good for your hair. 
Yeah. So it's a back and forth, the respect from the, the, yes. the client to her, her right. to you. Yeah. I yeah. have been here, I have thick hair, and right. you want it to look like um Halle Berry. Halle Berry had a but you don't have to be hair. Yeah. So yeah. I thought yeah. you were gonna look like how you gonna make that hair. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. So you know, it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And she'll say, No, that hair's Yeah. She doesn't want you to waste your money either. So That's true. She will give you her honest opinion. Yeah, because I think my wife has done that. She's, and I don't know, but just as as ignorant as I am to <laughs> salon stuff, period, I have a wife. I'm just as ignorant. Okay. So my wife, she's gone to places to get like highlights or something, and halfway through the process, because she doesn't know the beautician, halfway through the process, she's like, I don't, this, she's a, a couple times, she's told me, <laughs> Halfway through her doing my hair, I knew it was going to be messed up. Because one, the confidence, she didn't know, she didn't feel like she knew what she was doing. And two, she's just a bad stylist. Or maybe just one of those people that said, you go in there, I want to get highlights or whatever it is. Instead of saying, I'm not that good at highlights, I don't feel comfortable, the lady probably said, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. And messed her hair up. Right. So, um, you have to be comfortable with someone before you let them put different chemicals in your hair. That's what I was going to say earlier. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, and for me, that's what for me, it's clippers, little straight edge. What the the straight edge razor, and what's the green spray (laughs) after the shot? That's it. Only chemical in my head, and I go get some. uh, I go get the was it Dax whatever. Oh, that Dax. I get some waves, but I don't need waves. I just think they look good. (laughs) That's about it. So with y'all, it is, and you guys in those chairs, an hour, two hours. What? It depends on what you get. Yeah. Like my daughter, she has very thick hair and it's long and it takes forever for it to dry. Right. So if she doesn't get it up until the ponytail and gets like the roller set, right. she's going to be there longer. Right. Because I might have gone to other people and then changed them with her. So she's, right. she's very quick. Another thing, another thing that, um, you know, when you were talking about accessories and, and hair and stuff. Right. Right. So we have like, uh, what they call it? Boutique, not boutique, but it's a pop up shop. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pop up shop. So one friend that is part of the Saturday. <laughs> she, uh, she, she recently, the last couple of years, got licensed as a masseuse. Right. To do, where she can go, you know, outside of her shop. Right. So she set up a table, set up a room, and yeah. let her do that. And Cynthia, extraordinary, who puts together all of the special events. Right. I'm 45. So. <laughs> 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 as long as I can remember, we, I, grew, I grew up in the same church she did. So right. She always coordinated weddings. You know, she gets everybody together. Nobody argues with her sisters. But her little side of it was she did toe rings. So we, wow. had, we had toe rings. You know, I yeah. still got my toe rings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
bring my dress and she's like, I got you. And she has whatever my makeup look is going to be. Right. And she did my hair, my makeup, and then I get dressed here and then I leave. <laughs> 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 One yeah, she, stop. Yeah, she, yeah. She's had other accessories here. She's had dresses. Right. She's done the suits. Right. Uh, Really? Oh yeah, I did do yeah. that, didn't I? So she does. She and and she didn't tell you she likes your wedding. Really? I do. So she's being real modest. Today. I don't know why she's not feeling her anything. That's why I had to bring that up. Like, no, she doesn't like wearing this hair. So really, she builds the community. Right. What's that make you, Donna? Seventeen? Yeah. Nah, nah. A hundred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. normal mm-hmm. kind of uh like a, a cross promotion kind of thing you make purses you make toe rings and you can kind of either do a pop-up or keep a little bit of your uh inventory there yeah so very kind yeah, I think that's a good thing. It's just about <clears throat> does your accessory does your accessory hit that demographic? Be the mm-hmm. only concern, you know. Like ta- I would me and not say, it wasn't a bad thing with me. I wouldn't go to a shop and oh you doing tattoos too, <laughs> but a purse or something to uh, accentuate your look. I can yeah. see that like rings, jewelry, whatever. I don't know what glasses. <laughs> yeah. What? What kind of pop up is this? <laughs> what y'all doing? We have fun pop up. Yeah. 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 You guys had friends that were making wine. Right. So she had a, a tattoo shop. Right. And she had a tattoo shop. Right. 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 <laughs> we need to have it's really community. So when you ask, well, do you all get used to people now? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not only, you know, even though I don't see them on Saturdays anymore, so like right. come on Wednesdays, you know. But, you know, I'm looking forward to the next time you do a pop up shop that you sent me and I'm going to bring something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, she came up with this time and Brenda's comment. And that's the other thing. But if my mom's Right, right, right. Yeah, y'all talking about going every week. I might go every Tuesday or Thursday. I don't I don't even have a day that I get my hair cut. I never thought about it like that. But I guess y'all work schedules, whatever. Oh, it's serious. Yeah. Yeah. Same same time. That kind of yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> why do you know that? Why do you know that? <laughs> I'll call her. You call her. I'll call her. Like, you supposed to be doing? off that stuff, Donna. I know. How many? I know. How many times? Is she... <laughs> I think, I think it, I, don't, I don't know what it was. Christmas or something. I bought you. I, don't, I can't remember. If I bought you a, a, gift, a gift card, card. or something. Mm-hmm. And she was like reaching in her purse, pulling out seven of them. Like I gotta stop eating, drinking the Starbucks. <laughs> I said, "When are you gonna stop?" <laughs> Dang gone. Chai lattes and all that stuff. I mean, every time I'll call. Like, you know, you want something? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what uh, I bounce around a lot. And that's the thing is um, being able to really sit there and relax. Because it's not a lot of time, as, as, as all adults, right? It's not a lot of time where you actually get to put your faith in somebody else. And then I've fallen asleep in a barber's chair. But sit there and kind of relax and kind of vent or do whatever it is. And in 40 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, you feel better because you talk to, I guess, your friend, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now, yeah. <laughs> and after all that, you pay. You feel better. You look better. Kind of, it could change your mood. Because I've been, I've been in the barbershops mad, and just other stuff, work, you know. And they in there watching the game. And these guys talking junk about the game and everything, and hooting, and hollering. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess life isn't that bad. They talking about who got drafted in this playoff or whatever. So yeah, I, can, I guess I can see that. But I, hours. You would drive hours? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know if I got that kind of dedication. Don't tell my <laughs> don't tell my barber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Really? And that's where the clientele. That's where it comes. It's more like a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why you being all modest? You got all these guys going. <laughs> oh, why do you like? Uh, why you like doing weddings? Is it just because of the level of perfection that has to be for that style, or is it just like that's just your thing? I don't know. It's just fun. You know, when they get married and it's it all turns out pretty. Right. It's nice. I like it. So it's probably you like you like that kind of pressure, not pressure, but. It, once again, it's that faith. They're saying, this is my only day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to pay $47,000 for this party. <laughs> and my hair is not going to be messed up when I'm taking all the... I'm paying the daggone photographer $817 an hour. Right. My, I better be laid, paid. <laughs> That's it. Well, yeah. she doesn't just do the makeup. She actually decorates the hall. What? So that's what you're doing after the shop. <laughs> after the shop closed down, be D style uh, uh, decorations. That ain't bad. We're gonna do another one. I got. I, now I got some questions for you. Right, right, right. But I thought she was doing hair. Y'all breaking out. She she gonna have a, a decoration shop with a, with a Starbucks brew right there. <laughs> You oh, know, that would be perfect. You get a whole, yeah. not for you, for the oh. customers. <laughs> you come what five times? You get your whole punch. You get your, your free, uh, a free bente or whatever they call them. <laughs> there you go, Donna. You holding out on me. And she's the first one shopper too. What is that? What you mean? Uh, man, I get my pictures of them. I be like, 
Right. What? I'm going to have them on next time. I think so. It's pretty lively. I bring them here, I'm taking pictures. Right. 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 That's what's up. <laughs> well, Donna, you, you're, you're blessed to the family, I guess. I yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Y'all got any more story? That's about it. That's it. Donna said, I said, yeah, Donna said, hey. hey. <laughs> It's going to stay, stay in these style glamour lands. <laughs> 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 hey, we got some wine. If y'all, no? Y'all don't want to? No? no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going to. Uh, wh- why is that? Because y'all always go to these style glamour lands. <laughs> I'm trying to sell this uh, interview to TMZ or somebody. Get a little bit of money. Oh, man, y'all crazy. So, I don't know. I guess that's it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no more okay. stories. No more stories. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, if you have uh, iTunes or Apple phone, it's available on iTunes. If not, it's available on SoundCloud. You just you can just go to the website. You can download the app and stream it. Either way, you can listen to it that way. I also upload these to YouTube. So if you're at home, you just want to listen to it, let it play. Now, how often do these? Initially, why y'all interviewing me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, initially, I was doing them every week, and it was just me, right? So I would just, and it's tough. It's tough if you don't do them often. By about the third or fourth time, I got the hang of it to kind of do an intro and have some topics, and okay, bye. and I was doing maybe 20 minutes. But then uh, after my first guest, that's when I said, oh, I need, and I knew this before, I said, I need more guests because it's not, it's not low self-esteem. I don't feel like I'm that important. I don't feel like I'm that interesting. So I said, well, mm-hmm. well, you know, but it's just how you think about yourself. So I said, well, at least if I have a guest on, we can kind of do back and forth. There's some stories about me, depending on what they say. And it's, it's primarily about the guest. So uh, what I'm trying to do now is just do more guests and kind of um, c- kind of cross promote because I don't know, man. I just I just don't feel like I don't feel like enough has happened with me. Like, how long have you been doing hair? You said uh, ten years. Ten years. <laughs> ten, ten years. I got I've got it recorded. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um. I just looking at me now. If I were on somebody's show, I'd be able to tell stories. But being put on spot, I don't. I don't think anybody wants to hear what I have to say. But like Donna has a story. A friend of mine named Luke had a story. Uh, the guy Chad, I did uh, had on my show. He had a story. My wife had a story. I look at that, and I, as a consumer, I say I want to hear their story or hear how they got to wherever they, or their struggles or whatever. So uh, yeah, I try to do them every week, but now I'm really slowing down. To uh, <laughs> she's all right. No, nah, she'll reach for stuff she ain't got no business reaching for. Um, 
Yeah, but now I just I just kind of wait for a guest just to make sure it's worth it. So this was, uh, I think the last one was a couple weeks ago. So this will go up, uh, what's today? Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. This will probably be up by Wednesday. But uh, yeah. Y'all got, y'all got any more questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I am. Yes. Uh, that question was asked in 2009 to a guy that was about to retire, a few years out of, out of retirement. He was a bicyclist and everything. I, I, I was asking him because I was like, he could probably teach people how to ride bikes. I don't know. But yes, for me, as of right, <clears throat> as of right now, um, as of 2016, people can earn a living from doing podcasts. And I was explaining it earlier, uh, to a gentleman, I forgot his name. Um, how it works essentially is, say, uh, somebody's selling cell phone cases, right? So they, we sit down and I advertise, their, just like a commercial, I advertise their cell phone case. It'll be, I'll say, you know, this, this podcast is brought to you by XYZ cell phone case. You know, go to their website, use my promo code Hawker and get 10% off. The company takes that 10%, splits that 10% with me. And then they take the other 10%, other part of the 10% and do whatever they want to do with it. I take that 10%, deposit into my bank account, and that's how I earn revenue for doing these podcasts. So the more popular I am, the more uh, uh, advertisers I can get. Now, there's a to, for me, there's a certain point where it becomes too much advertising. And some people will uh, compensate for that by doing all the advertising in the first two minutes of recording. They'll just straight out the gate. These are all the products that I have. You know, go there, buy them, and use my promo code. So then they can get two hours, three hours, 40 minutes of just the interview. So right now, this is not what can make me money. But if having four more years before, I'm, before I retire, I'm being 37, I've seen a lot of opportunities pass where I say I should have started that a year ago. I should have started that a week ago. So if I start this now and get the hang of it, uh, see if I like it, see if I have the time to do it. If I do that now and get a following, hopefully towards the end of my uh, four years, I'll be able to hopefully generate some revenue or network because this started from a YouTube channel that I had, I think two years ago now, but I was doing that so much. I said, well, why can't I do a podcast? So I just started doing one. Why not? It's 20 and 20. And I think I explained this to one of the other guests in 2016. There's so much stuff out here that you can do just by virtue of being able to do it. You know, there was years ago where if I wanted to sell T-shirts, I had to have five thousand dollars to get, you know, 300 shirts or whatever and then find a place to sell them. Nowadays, you can go on, you know, whatever website and order 10 shirts, twenty seven dollars a shirt and try to sell them. And that's the beginning of your business. Years ago, it wasn't like that. So I look at things now as just kind of, this is an opportunist. I just see it and I go, I can do that. And it took me, took me about a month of looking at this and seeing what, because this is the second one of these I bought. The first one I bought wasn't, wouldn't allow me to do certain things. So 
I bought this. I already had my laptop. I got the the cheapest, the appropriate microphones, like all this stuff. And okay, I'm good. Now I can go from here to uh, the Middle East to California. I can go anywhere with this right here and capture an interview or capture uh, anything I want. And it's I have it eternally. So it's not a way of earning money, but it's a step. To me, it's a step in the direction of becoming one, my own boss, or two, challenging myself. Because I could just sit back and go, well, I'll retire from, I'll retire from the military, and then uh, I'll go work for somebody else. But if this is earning me enough money by then, you, in life you have options and not choices. If it gets to options, then I don't want to go work for somebody else. Now, when I wake up at 6 a.m., I'm starting to do this. I'm starting to network to plan out my week because I have to go to Virginia, Florida, Oklahoma and do all these interviews. And I'm getting money off of them now because I'm more popular and I'm getting more uh, I'm getting more uh, advertisers. So a long answer or a short answer. No, this is not this will not generate me income. But to me, it's just something else that I can do because you can tell you tell yourself no all the time. So why not tell yourself? Yeah, why not tell yourself yes and go for it? Why not? I mean, I drove nine hours to get here. I could have said, nah, it's too far. <laughs> but if I didn't come here, I wouldn't have learned about, learned more about Donna, wouldn't have met you guys. Like All this stuff is networking. And put it this way, if you guys weren't here and you just heard that, I guess, interview, whatever, right? You'd have an opinion on it. But the fact that I did it with you guys here now, I don't know if who y'all know, you might go, hey, you might want to sit down with this dude. He's funny or interesting, whatever. So if I didn't. Yeah, I usually push it out on uh, my Facebook account, Twitter account, Instagram, all this stuff. But I can email it out, too, if you don't have any of that stuff. It's all. What? <laughs> Man, you need to hook up. We need some networking. 5,000. <laughs> Five thousand friends. Um. Hey. Really? You can get full on Facebook. Wow. I didn't know that. That's a shame. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do a lot. You know, I do a lot of outreach events for businesses. So that helps me because even if I don't get that business directly, right. some of my friends, they, I have a group of friends that are in different aspects of business, and we just automatically share each other's events. Right. So really, if I if I send something out, you know, might get a couple hundred people see it directly, but by the time we do all that, I'm really hitting you know, a lot more. Yeah, there's a um, I got these. These aren't my shirts. These are I got this from uh, White Knuckles. This is another website, WhiteKnucklesGear.com. But the lady that did my shirts, uh, oh, I, I did, did I bring whatever. That's long. The lady that did my shirts, she's one of one. She just makes shirts and she does uh, tumblers. Is that what they call the the cups with the screw on top? Mm-hmm. She does tumblers and all that. It's uh, naturally yours gifts. Uh, dot com. She has a whatever. She has an Etsy site and all that stuff. But um, she's that person. 
that she'll she'll share another shop that's like homemade blah 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 so it i can see that networking where like my wife's uh before my wife sold lula rose she sold uh, infinity scarves and so I told my wife about her, and her name is uh, Tanisha, and Tanisha was like, what's her website, or what's her Facebook page? And I was like, it's Baby Q's Scarves, blah, blah, blah. So I shared it to Tanisha's page, in a week she had 100 likes on that page. And that's the kind of power, just you were talking about networking and you sharing one thing and just spreading the word. So I definitely believe in that, and that's why I like doing these. The guy, I went to Virginia and did an interview with Chad, uh, Chad Dunn, and after talking to him, I'm like, oh, you know the guy who has white knuckles gear? Well, can, I want to get with him too, and I want to talk to this guy and this guy and this guy. If I never went down there, that would have never happened. So by way of networking, by way of kind of doing what I feel like, do, doing, doing what I feel like I want to do, kind of challenging myself, I think it'll get me to a point where I'm just in a better place where you get more options. Because if I sat back and said, no, nah, I'm not doing a podcast. I'm not doing a YouTube channel. I'm shutting down my Facebook or whatever it is. I wouldn't be where I was today. Let alone, I wouldn't have the open mind to, to think that I could do something or even analyze it so much to see if I can or can't. Because there's some people that just have a no mentality. Well, why don't you go work over, you have a degree, go work. Nah, I don't, I'm good here. You're bagging groceries. You have a, a a doctorate in whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And there's a, there, you have to have it. There's a respect for it. But I think at a certain point, you kind of have to go, I'm willing to, I'm willing to fail. So let's go try this. You have to, you, I think. Yeah. I think you. Right. It's only, uh, it's only useless if you never learn from it. Yeah. Right. Because now some of the things they do because I've worked with them on this project. Right. I know how to go around that landmine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't it, it doesn't affect me. Right. Because I know how they operate. Um so I I've never not been blessed enough that the stuff that someone did wasn't attached to me. Right. So And I think sometimes the worst part Sometimes I think the worst part in that, they won't listen to you. You'll be like, you you have to, I don't know what it is, like you have to make a list, a chronological list. At 8 o'clock we're doing this, at 9.30 we're doing this. Nah, I got it. And every time they forget something. And it's never something small. We didn't get the ice for the drinks. It's we forgot the drinks. And you're like, what? Yeah. What? Just write it down? Nah, I'm good. All right. And that's where it takes an experienced person to go, oh, I'm going to just keep some Gatorade yeah. in my trunk. Because they usually forget this stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I, certain events I can do like this. Right. But because I have 50 other things going on, I got kids, I yeah. got nieces, nephews, friends, family, and doing different things, I, I'm going to have it. I just write it all out in a list and, and check it off. Right. Um, so, Did they print Did you like it? Yes. Now, since you write grants, what? to me, that is so Wait, what? You write, is, you... Grant. What is that? What? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, I mean, that is really something that a lot of people don't know how to do and don't know where to go to find somebody that does that. 
you so you basically convince people with money to give money to your organization for x for whatever purpose you that's what you do yeah, a yeah. fundraising letter. Yeah, yeah. It might be sixty to hundred pages. But that's but what that's you. That's not my passion. But you can do <laughs> it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to write. Yes, I will write. Right. If it's a close client, Amber, they really need your help. Yes, I'm right. Right. But um, I use that skill all the time. Uh huh. Actually, I had a seventh grade English teacher told me I couldn't write. Even what? Had an A in her class. Great for the math. No, that doesn't I even make sense. Yeah. Said, huh? Oh, I went back to the school when I got my first one. Like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> wow. And then I had another teacher who recognized that I could write. Uh huh. And I was like ninth grade. Right. And she put me back on the track, so I still ended up getting my AP English class. Mm-hmm. That's how I know some of you. I didn't have to take English at all in college. Wow. But just think that my lady, if I didn't have. Yeah. Family and support. Um. So it, I, my, I Right. If you're the be, if you're the believer. I got a ninety eight percent of your class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But what it was, you know, looking back on it yeah. a little bit later, I recognized being engaged recommendations with their parents were um I went to school with a lot of mayors, PUA, oh yeah. Yeah. Researchers, so you were black. Yeah. And your parents happened to be well known. Right. You know, then she recommended if you weren't she just Wow. Yeah, I'm sit. Well, my my wife used to do intel work for the government. You right? Yeah, come on, sit down. <laughs> my wife used to do intel work for the. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gotta be. I, said, I ain't gotta be back. I don't gotta be back at work till Tuesday. Um, my wife used to do intel work. And the same situation, she could kill it, amazing at it, but she couldn't stand it. It was like she could do it blindfolded, but when it came to, do you want to do that in 10 years or whatever, she's like, I could, but no, I want to. And that's what. It is, it's more just the job. It's, not, it's a skill. It's not a passion that I'm going to do that full time. Yeah. I like grading them even better. Really? <laughs> really? You go and you grade them. You have a panel of people. My right. Manage my panel of people. That's a. Uh, that's amazing, man. You right. About network, I got into that just because I have been working on grant writing. Yeah. The writing side. Yeah. And someone's boss left and went to D.C. and he said, "Get your people for me. We're having a new program." And that's how I got right. into it. That was that relationship and networking. So sometimes, I mean, you gotta have the skill, but it's also the people who, who send you the skills. You know, how what you can do. Right. That's amazing, man. Yeah. My passion is youth employment. Yeah. Um, working with businesses to help them grow and in a sense of getting contract opportunities like on public projects. Right. So that's called economic inclusion. That's what my passion is. So you. So you almost really create jobs. Yes, I create business. Yeah. 
Right. Right, right. Yeah. You alright though? You alright? Yeah, bouncing around. You need a dag on uh Starbucks drink. Yeah. Dang on. You going you going through withdrawal. Caffeine counts kind of low. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've been done. Oh, we was just okay. talking. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, y'all. I'm going to wrap this up. We kind of got off track, but all right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, you, how people get in contact with you? You going to do a Facebook or no? Yes, I'll do a Facebook. Okay. All right. I'll share the uh, I'll share a Facebook page uh, when I push this out. All right. Thank you for listening. I'll uh, see you guys next week.